When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go hour number three on a on a Friday. A lot going on today. It's Chad and Zay. We'll get you an update on that PGA. There's a former Longhorn up on top of that board. There's some other good Longhorn news to get into. I'm Chad Hastings. He's Isaiah Collier, and this is your. Hour number three, beat of the day. What do you got, Zay? Scarface. Mm. Ghetto Boys. It ain't shh. Okay. I like how you can't even say it out loud. Yeah, can't say it. That's good. Scarface. Scarface is a member of the Ghetto Boys, correct? Yes. The Ghetto Boys or Ghetto Boys? Do you care? Do we care? I want to say it's Ghetto Boys, just Ghetto Boys. You know me. I want to be as street (laughs) as possible. That's my goal. I think you can say either or and be good. And as an Office Space fan, am I also correct in saying, damn, it feels good to be a gangster is... Yeah. that That's them. Correct. That's Ghetto Boys. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Another 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 uh, band I need to listen to a full album of. Oh, very underrated. Never been through a whole uh, Ghetto Boys album. Very underrated. Need to do that. All right. Uh, so Scarface gets us started this hour. We got a lot to get to. Let me get you the quick update. Scotty Scheffler up on top of the leaderboard. Birdie this first two holes. He's at minus five at the PGA. Bryson DeChambeau is out on the course. He's still at minus four. Even through a hole, those are your two big names at the top. Uh, and you've got names like Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy kind of trying to get into things. Uh, but right now the lead is at minus five with Scotty Scheffler. All right, let's hit the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline, one of our favorite conversations, with my man Jeff Ketchum, ladies and gentlemen, of orangebloods.com, at GKCatch on Twitter, if you want to give him a follow. What's up, Ketch? Fellas, I have to give you a quick story, because I don't know if I've ever told Chad this particular story. It involves the Ghetto Boys. Sweet. So when I was in middle school, I can't, to be fair, I cannot remember if this was 1989 or 1990 and whether I was in the 7th or 8th grade, but the Ghetto Boys opened up at the Austin Music Coliseum for Two Live Crew. Ooh. And me... <laughs> And three of my middle school buddies, I cannot remember who was all there. I'm pretty sure Scooter Banda was with us. I can't remember who the other two people would have been. But we went to uh, my my introduction to the Ghetto Boys in concert before Two Live Crew. And my favorite thing about that was there was a woman named Candy Fresh that was the opening act before the Ghetto Boys. (laughs) And when her set... She came and sat down next to the four of us in the back of the auditorium. And I can't remember how the question was asked, but because we were clearly the safest portion of the audience. (laughs) 
Catch, you broke you broke up a little bit on the end part there. She, you said she talked to you or didn't talk to you? She did because she told us we were the safest people that she could be standing <laughs> next to while watching the show. Oh, that is funny. You said that was at old the old city coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that place. I saw the Black Crows there a couple times. That's a great old dingy building. I wish it was still down there. Good shows in there. When it was over, I bought a Two Live Crew t-shirt, the one where the ladies are spreading their legs and the guys' heads are like on their own. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. And they call that an, they al- that's an album of- cover. That's an album cover. Catch yeah. is what that is. It is an album cover. <laughs> like It was sold at Walmart. Yeah. One guy offered to buy my T-shirt, and I told him no. He then offered to exchange my shirt for a bag of weed. <laughs> and when, when I told my mom afterwards about what happened, I got the distinct sense that she was disappointed that I didn't accept that trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, I'm good for whatever now. I just had to get my Ghetto Boys story out of the way. Oh, that's excellent. Hey, can't you still bump Ghetto Boys? Of course. I, mean, I love Scarface. So I usually listen more to more Scarface than I do uh, Ghetto Boys. But uh, my mind's playing tricks on me. He's like top five rap song of all time for me. Man. Uh, talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. Uh, Ketch, as I, as I mentioned, leading up to it, a lot of positive Longhorn vibes going on right now. I mentioned Scotty Scheffler looking good at the PGA, the baseball team laying it on West Virginia last night. Maybe we start there. Give me your reaction to 12-2. Felt like everything really came together for them with Gordon's performance, and the bats are just clanging all over that building last night. Uh, what do you make of it? What do you tell a Texas baseball fan right now in terms of confidence? Huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it, boy, that's an open, that's a loaded question. Look, the win means nothing, quite frankly, if they don't win these next two games. So it was a sexy win. Yep. Balls are leaving the ballpark left and right. We got hitting streaks. There's a lot going on. Gordon was maybe at his best in a while. If they don't win the next two, um, it's kind of meaningless because they have to sweep West Virginia to have a chance at a tie for the regular season championship, which I personally find value in. Uh, I mean, it's never a bad thing to win your conference championship. It's not the only thing that needs to happen, but it can't happen unless they do that. And then beyond that, look, it doesn't look like they're headed towards a number one seed if you look at the current projections for, you know, I know Kendall Rogers' D1 baseball came out with their field of 64 yesterday. Texas would have been a two seed in the Fayetteville region. I don't know what's le- I, I don't know if they can work themselves into a one seed, but they got to keep winning games from now through the Big 12 tournament to give themselves uh, a chance. Uh, but, like, there's more work to be done. So settle down, simmer down. If, if yesterday excited you, Losing four to three tonight will like take the wind out of your sails. So um, the season's not over for the baseball team, uh, but you know that series against Oklahoma haunts them uh, because, quite frankly, if they just handled their business at home against the Sooners, what they're playing for right now against West Virginia and what might be available in the form of a number one seed is wildly different. But 
last night was a lot of fun. And if they can do that two more times this week, puts themselves into a better position to ultimately be where they want to be, one way or the other, whether the conference championship is a part of it or not. Uh, there's just more work to be done. They've left themselves some work to be done. Catch, we know with this Longhorn football team and this upcoming 2023 season, there's a lot of expectations, which there should be a lot of expectations in Sark's year three. But we talk about the Horns and the success that they should have, and we know that Alabama game is going to be big. Who are you looking at for the rest of the Big 12 that might give the Horns problems that we aren't talking about right now in May? It's funny, we did a show on this earlier on our YouTube channel today. We talked a little bit about Texas Tech. You know, that's a team that won its last four games of the season, including a bowl win over Ole Miss. Um, you know, it's a team that beat Texas a year ago. It's a team that's got a really good coach in Joey McGuire, who, who may be underrated because he forever carries this tag of being an incredibly successful high school coach. Um, you know, as if High school coach Art Bryles never did anything, or high school coach Joey Trailer, excuse me, uh, Jeff Trailer never did anything. This is weirdly a state that high school coaches have done very well at the collegiate level. Uh, maybe not sometimes managing their programs and the law and like decency, but on the field, really good. And I think Joey McGuire like falls into that category. He, in, in his first year, he, uh, beat Steve Sarkeesian head to head on the field. He won a bowl game. He won his last four games. He won eight games in total. Um, he did a better job in year one than Steve Sarkeesian did in year one. Uh, and you can even make the case like there's a conversation to be said about year two of Sark versus year one of McGuire. There's a conversation to be had. So, like, Texas Tech isn't a team that I have given a lot of respect to, but I think that it's the last game of the season. Depending on what both of these two teams do leading up to that game, it could be the most it could be the Texas Tech game involving the Longhorns uh, with the most on the line in the game since arguably 2009, 2008, both of those years. Obviously, Texas was really good. I think the last time Tech won nine games was in 2009, and obviously we all remember the 2008 game. It gets shoved down our throats every year. Hmm. Anytime these two teams are remotely uh, within conversation points of each other, hey, look, there's Michael pra- uh, Crabtree. Have a drink. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think of the Cincinnati's and the BYU's and the Central Florida's of the world. I, I don't know, right? Like, I just haven't paid enough attention to them in their previous existence to know how they look inside of a Big 12 conference. I bet one of those two schools emerges as a championship game threat before it's all said and done. But in, I, I think it's really hard to label who the favorite is in this Big 12 other than to look at the Texas roster and say they've got a lot of pieces on paper that look like if you add them all up and they come together, you can imagine where Texas is a really good team, uh, but they're not, they haven't been really good yet. So I think we're waiting to see Texas grow up a little bit, and we're waiting to see what does TCU look like? What does Kansas State look like? Did They have so much taken out of them that – they're not realistic. Uh, does Baylor bounce back? I think we all know that Dave Aranda is a really good coach. His second year in Waco would suggest he's potentially a great coach, but Baylor's not one of those programs that can absolutely reload one year after a big year. In year two post 
Big 12 championship winning season, are they able to make themselves a contributor in a way that when we look at them on paper, it's hard to completely decipher? Uh, I think the conference as a whole is really confusing, so I don't have a great answer other than to say I think there are a lot of candidates. It's why I look at this schedule as more tricky than I think of it as difficult. I can find seven games on it that I think are potentially very tricky. Uh, it doesn't mean that I think Texas will lose all seven, but you know I think there's more in those games than meets the eye uh, for a, really a large portion of the Texas schedule. Back on with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. Uh, from football to a basketball question from me, Ketch, what about Tyrese Hunter coming back to Texas? How big a deal do you think that is for Rodney Terry and what he's trying to put together? I mean, I think it's immense because they need as many good players as they can possibly get their hands on. I think the makeup of the team, uh, you know, they're going to be undersized in the backcourt, but they've got some guys that can, they can put 25 up on you on any given night. Um, you know, I, I think it was big. There's, look, the Big 12 is going to be a bloodbath next year. So the question is, are you in that top third? Or are you in that middle third? Or are you in the bottom third? I think when this week started, Texas looked like a team that might be in the middle third. I think, and, and Hunter coming back, it gives them absolutely an opportunity to be one of these teams that's in the top third. And look, if you're in the top third of the Big 12, depending on where exactly you are in that pecking order, you're potentially talking about a team that's a four or a five seed kind of at worst. If you're in that top third, if you're one of the five best teams in the Big 12, I think you're going to garner a lot of respect across the country. So from where things look like it might be a couple of weeks ago, I think I think Hunter's really big, and I think that the way we will frame what this team has potentially in front of it in year one uh, in Rodney Terry's first season as full head coach, uh, I think it has got a chance to be something that's fun as opposed to something that feels laborious. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. If you're on Twitter, at GK Ketch is the way to follow him. Oh, let's see. What do I want to Go anywhere with? you want, Chad. Go anywhere you want. <laughs> what do I want to finish Spin with? Spin the wheel. Oh, wait a minute. I know what I want to finish with. So next week... Uh, catch we're gonna have a we're gonna go with a movie and an album i'm gonna listen to Nas's first album which i've never done but zay has never seen the last boy scout with bruce willis damon wayans and he wants to see it because he heard Halle berry's a stripper in it and i thought well sure that's a good reason too what would you tell him going into the last boy scout well first i would say uh Rent the movie Swordfish first and see Hallie's boobs and just get that out of the way. Uh, they paid her a million dollars to get naked above the waist, and like it's pretty glorious. Yeah. Um, two, I would say watch Monsters Ball. Uh, there's a little bit more of Hallie in that movie. Um, Monsters Ball. Monsters Ball. My bad. I said Monster earlier. That's Charlize Theron. Monster. Monsters Ball. Catch is right. The Monsters Ball is uh, Hallie. Yeah, Bear. Billy Bob. Okay. Th- thank you, yeah. Catch. Billy Bob gets in the way in that movie, quite frankly. Uh, but as an instigator, he does find work. Uh, there's a lot going on there. And then I think you can watch The Last Boy Scout without having to, like, wonder if Hallie is, is going to give you more than she gives in these other movies. Yeah. It, it doesn't quite happen, even though, 
spoiler alert, she is a stripper in that movie. Oh. I, it's been a few years. My recollection is that we do not see more of Hallie than we see, no matter what the role is, those other two movies deliver those goods a little more. The Last Boy Scout, I think it is one of the more underrated bad movies uh, that have ever been made from the 90s. Yes. I don't want to give away spoilers. No, no, please there don't. Are some abs- there are some absolutely preposterous things <laughs> that happen in this movie. Yes. That's why I wanted to see it. That's why I want him to see it. Preposterous. Yes, yes. However, I fully enjoy every single one of them. Oh. Including an infamous, infamous sports murder that stop, has stop, never stop, been repeated. Stop! 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 I shouldn't have I'm asked the question. Yes, you are. I'm My not, God, you're the worst. You do that all I'm the time. Catch sports murder doesn't oh, come, give anything away. Come on. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. Appreciate your catch. I learned that lesson years ago, and then I just screwed it up again. When Jeff Ketchum says so no spoilers. this is your fault. It is my fault, because when you say no spoilers, the next thing out of your mouth is a spoiler. Every single time. I feel like that was a very vague oh, generalization. God. Unbelievable. Uh, it is always good Plus, to talk to you. I have to- a hard time. <laughs> he may not have seen the movie, but surely he knows about that no, scene. No, he yeah, may not. No, he, he might not. No. We don't know. Come on. He still doesn't. Okay, well, let's keep it that hey, way. Come on. <laughs> I am sorry about admit, like saying out loud that a player dies in a bear pit. I'm Mr. sorry. Will you stop? <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> That's Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GK Catch on Twitter. Have a good weekend, man. Oh, Likewise, fellas. Later. Thanks, Catch. Zay, I'm so so sorry. Childish, man. I am so sorry because as I'm in the middle of that, I realize, wait a second, he is the worst at that. I hope he doesn't say anything. Oh, man. He's the classic dude of like the, hey, man. I'm going to go see the house that ate the family. Oh, my God, it's fantastic. No spoilers, but you'd never imagine that many of them die. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, come on, <laughs> stop. Yeah, I ain't tripping. I mean, to know that it's a bad movie already, that's why him spoiling it, that's not, that don't do nothing for me. Yeah. If it was a few good men and he was spoiling stuff, then I'd have an issue. All I will say about Last Boy Scout is when people talk about the great starts to movies, the great sequences to start movies, they always talk about Saving Private Ryan. Not 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 enough of them talk about The Last Boy Scout. Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell you. There are parts of this movie where you could go to the bathroom, but it ain't the beginning. Mm. It's a hell of a start. It is a hell of an opening sequence in The Last Boy Scout. All right, we'll get to that next week. Thanks to Catch for his time. And his slight spoiler for uh, for Zay. Up next, Why Today Matters, a birthday you might want to start committing to memory, Longhorn fans, if you want to be nice to one of your stud football players. We'll hit a couple other things as well on this May 19. Get you an update on the PGA and see how Scotty Scheffler's doing next on the Horn. And the winner's home, my man. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chad and Zay. First of all, I want to thank my connect. The most important person with all due respect. Thanks to the duffel bag, the brown paper bag, the Nike shoe box for holding on. Oh, there's no telling what ends the show if he's playing this right now. This is one. He's throwing. You know what this is? This is a 3-0 count. He knows I'm going to take. He's throwing one right down the middle. Going to get my confidence up, and then you're going to throw some nasty 3-1 slider that I'm not ready for. But this well, we'll is see. But this is Jay-Z. Yeah, it's Hove. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's it, now, what's this from? Rock Boys. Um, it was when Jay-Z just dropped an album for the American Gangster movie. Oh, okay. So the one with um, Denzel. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Any good? American Gangster? Yeah. Terrific. I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. What about these Denzel Terminator movies? What do they call them? The Equalizers? Oh, yeah. I don't know about those. Are they any good? I don't know. I haven't seen any of those. I love that we had, like, who do we blame for that? Is it Keanu and John Wick? Or was it Liam Neeson and Taken? Because I feel like then it was like, let's take an actor everybody knows and make them a killer. Matt Damon? Is it his fault for Jason Bourne? Where Maybe everybody gets to be a badass in like three movies, like guys that you wouldn't expect being a badass. Exactly, right? Unexpected, like mercenary killers, or you know, kill you know, super killers. That's kind of this way. Schwarzenegger was different. Stallone was different. We expected that. Yeah, from Bruce them. Willis was different. Bruce Willis. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, John McClane kind of started it, but he wasn't that. He was <laughs> supposed to be hard. like he was supposed to be like a legit cop. Yeah. This is just unnecessary mass killings. Of just all the bad people in the movie. Matt Damon's a badass in the Bourne series. I love those movies. Me too. Yeah, those were really good. He he pulled that off really well. I could. That's something. If that's on my TV, I'll rewatch. I'll watch like forty minutes of one of those movies and yeah. just get lost in it. The car chases are incredible. The, whoever that director is, I can't think of his name right now. Brilliant stuff, man. Those are great movies. All right, uh, it is a Friday. Getting ready for another big sports weekend. Remember, Texas and West Virginia, 6.30 tonight. Let's see how uh, the Longhorns react to the 12-2 win last night. And you put LeBaron Johnson on the hill. Will the bat stay alive? Texas needs a sweep and a little help to get the conference title or at least a share so we'll see how that works throughout the weekend we got nba going as well eastern conference finals game two tonight with miami trying to go up 2-0 also scotty scheffler one shot back he does have a bogey in this round now two birdies uh and he slipped back to minus four i'm sorry no no minus one for the day minus four overall but Corey connors has passed him up he's at minus five now so uh those two guys up top Victor Hovland, minus three. Bradley and DeChambeau, both minus three as well. So that's going on this weekend. If you want to check out the PGA up in New York, there's a lot of stuff out there for everybody. Hey, Chad, we got some breaking news. Not the best news, Uh but breaking news. Breaking news. All right, what we got? Maybe something for tonight's NBA game? No. Where are we going? One of the greatest football players to ever lace up cleats has passed away today. Oh, no. Jim Brown <gasps> has passed away at age 87. Excuse me. 
one of the greatest oh, football players, no. not just running backs, but one of the greatest football players, activists, everything. Did you say 87 years 87 old? 87 years old. Oh, the great my Jim Brown. God, that is, that's a punch to the gut right there. That dude's supposed to live forever. Yeah. Jim Brown. Yeah, I know. Even though I didn't watch him play during during the during the era, every time I see a highlight, every time I think about like you can't have the discussion of the best running back ever to me and not have him in it. I don't he doesn't have to be your guy, but he really has to be in the discussion. Rest in peace to the great Jim Brown. You brought it up it, just all around in terms of an athlete, in terms of being a goat, but also being an activist, speaking out and and trying to make the the world a better place. Jim Brown did all of that and more. Wow. Good actor too. Um yeah. And did some good movies, some good cameos and stuff. And was into acting so much and was respected enough, at least in that world, that's kind of why the career ended. Yeah. And that's what the Dirty Dozen, I believe it was. He went to film the Dirty Dozen, and that's what kind of ended the football career, and he just never went back. Huh. And I think back in the day, for its, I think it was $100,000 he got paid to do the movie or something like that, which back oh, then that's was... millions and millions back then. It was massive back now, then. I mean... I think that was part of the deal. And yeah, they couldn't come to... That was weird. They couldn't come to an agreement where he could do the movie and play football. And there was a lot of, uh, lot of weirdness there. Man, that is sad. Jim Brown, dead at the age of 87. Um, just, uh, just awful, man. Uh, that's one of those things that now... That's going to be part of the discussion tonight at the Mark Henry event at the big lift I guarantee you that's going to be you know the murmur going around the room is there they're going to be football greats there but just athlete you know greats in all kinds of sports and the respect level that that he had that is uh, that is terrible to hear rest in peace to the great Jim Brown yeah you want to talk about some highlights now Jim Brown running over around and through everything put in his way yeah. Back into 50. And with that little small face mask he had. <laughs> My Lord. And then there was that moment somewhere in the 80s where Jim Brown, for just a little bit of time, was talking about playing again. Stop it, for real? And there were there was this just brief discussion, and there were some people that said, well, it is Jim. Anybody else says it, we have to joke on him, but it is Jim Brown. Yeah. He did leave after only, what, eight or nine years in the league. It, it got shortened, and, and he still looked at the time like Jim Brown. Oh, yeah. So you were like, well, we can't totally make fun of him. He wasn't like an offensive lineman that got out of the league and then dropped 40 pounds or gained 40 pounds. That wasn't what he was. He still looked pretty damn good. Uh, wow, that is sad stuff. Um, rest in peace, Jane, uh, Jim Brown, uh, old school Jim Brown. Definitely don't know this. Cuse. Syracuse. Syracuse. And the I believe this is true. The great trivia question for Jim Brown is what sport did Jim Brown was he what sport was he a scholarship athlete in at Syracuse? It's not football. It's lacrosse. Wow. Jim Brown, to many in the lacrosse world, is the greatest lacrosse player ever. Get the hell out of here. He apparently was a just imagine. Just put it in your brain. Put those football highlights in your brain and now put him on a lacrosse field. Can you imagine? Try to deal with Jim Brown back in the day. Apparently he was elite at lacrosse, and I believe that is true, that his scholarship was actually in lacrosse, not football. Wow. That's a different type of athlete right there. <laughs> yep, people were texting the word lacrosse as I was setting that one up. Yep, that's uh, one of those legendary stories, man. Uh, in fact, back in the day when I started collecting goofy T-shirts of – the different sports and different things at a school, 
I so who was it gave me either somebody gave it to me or I asked them they were going to Syracuse and I told them get me a Syracuse lacrosse shirt because of him. I, just that little weird story. That's that's what I wanted. Uh, somebody sent us a picture of Jim Brown in a movie from back in the day. Uh, man, that is just terrible to hear. Uh, Jim Brown dead at the age of eighty-seven. I do not know what he'd been going through lately. So maybe it is the yeah, end. That's a long old life. Yeah, it may be the end of some suffering and pain and, yeah. and things like that for Jim. I don't know what he what he had been going through, but such a gentleman uh, of. Of the sport, a gentleman of uh, of this country and this world, Jim Brown, dead at the age of 87. All right, uh, let's get into – did we play the Why Today Matters? No. No, let's do that, and I'll tell you about why this Why Today other Matters, birthday. brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. See, days like today is why I don't focus in on days that people died a whole lot. I'll do a few of those during the year. I always try to focus on the birthday, on the positive side of it, because there's too many of those. A year from now, I do not want to remember that today was the day Jim Brown died. No. It's just kind of sad. Uh, but if you're a Longhorn fan, I'll tell you, if you really want to get on the good side of one of your new stud Longhorns, specifically a guy you hope is going to be your star quarterback in a year or two, you might want to realize that it's Archie Manning's birthday today. Not Arch. Archie Pops. Manning's Pops. birthday. His granddad is so cool and so famous in Oxford, Mississippi, that he is the speed limit at the school. That's how big a deal he was. The speed limit on campus is 18 miles an hour because that's the number Archie Manning wore. Wow. Yeah. He's kind of kind of a big deal to Ole Miss people. Archie Manning, 74 years old today. Happy birthday to the grandpa of Arch Manning. What are you going to do? What kind of smile will you get on your face if during a game in like a year or two if you see like a flash shot of say Cooper and Archie and they're both rocking burn orange, like how excited are you going to be for that? That'll be a cool moment. That's kind of good. I'll be a cool moment. Yeah, you're definitely not going to see Eli or Peyton where you'll see Peyton wearing a different orange, but yeah, uh, right. you won't see them rocking it. It's, it'll be cool. Saw Peyton Manning last night at the Nuggets um, yeah. Lakers game, and he looks comfortable. But yeah, happy birthday to Archie. I just love that every time I see Peyton in public like that, he's rocking that kind of awkward checkered button up. That appe- that's his go-to. That appears like it might cost twenty six dollars. Yeah. Like a shirt I think I can afford. Yeah, like a TJ Maxx or a Ross type shirt. Yeah, yeah it's very basic. It's probably not. It's probably like two twenty. And he would tell me, No, this is like oh! this is the finest silk known to man, Chad. Shut up. But I don't, I don't know. Peyton Manning, pretty blue, blue collar. Not yeah. much style. Very yeah. funny guy, but not much style there. It, I can see that thirty dollar yeah. shirt. I like a it. lot of those being in the closet. I like when those guys wear shirts I can make fun of. I mean, that's it. <laughs> now, I'm a full-grown man wearing a beer shirt today from Real Ale, so hey, take that for what it's worth. All right, um, another quick birthday for you. Bill Lane Beer has a birthday today. Ah, that dirty son of a bee. Mm-hmm. He is 66 years old. This is one of my favorites. Bill Lane Beer, old school. It doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel like where he would have gone to school. Yep, don't know this one. Notre Dame. Weird. Yeah. No, that sounds Doesn't right. That- yeah, that, that sounds does that, right. Does that They've make had sense? a lot of dirty white boys over the years. 
<laughs> They've had a lot of dirty uh, white boys over the years. Yep, that okay. makes a lot of sense. Fair enough. Yo, Bill and Beard, he's interesting because seems like somebody like him just as ferocious and intensity, like how much he brought to the table, and we know he was dirty. And then he goes on and coaches the WNBA. Yeah. And like wins championships in the WNBA. Yeah, really successful there. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting path there. Yeah. That's that's a discussion. I haven't heard him talk a whole lot about relating to female basketball players versus all his time around male basketball players. That'd be an interesting conversation, though. Yeah. Uh, also, happy birthday to this basketball legend. Kevin Garnett's 47 today. Yo, big ticket. KG. Big ticket. He'll give you buckets and let you know about it. He'll block your shot and let you know about it. He'll even be sitting on the bench. And he'll let you know how bad you're playing. He's different. He's one of my favorite, like, histrionic athletes. Favorite screamers, yellers, all that. Just the emotions were always on the right at the surface. He's one of my favorite guys. Yeah, he's the only player to play against the 96 Bulls and the 2016 Warrior team that won 73 games. Oh, wow. Only player in NBA history to play against both. Look at you. Pretty crazy. Ah, that's a good stat. That's I a like crazy that. stat. I'm, yeah. glad I, I'm glad we brought him up. That's good. Happy birthday to Kevin Garnett today. And Zay, since I did just listen to the album, I'll tell you that tomorrow is Busta Rhymes' 51st birthday. Woo-ha! Happy birthday. He's got you all in check, and he's 51 <laughs> years. That sounds Damn. young. I kind of that almost that doesn't make me feel too old. Yeah. Like I feel like Busta would be, you know, a little past that. So yeah, I want to say he was that's good. 19 when they dropped scenario around there. So that was 1991. Yeah, makes sense. And also on the day that this Mark Henry event is happening, one of his idols, uh, Andre the Giant, would have had a birthday. Big Andre would have been 77 today. Died back in 1993. Mark Henry and a whole bunch of other wrestlers uh, worshipped the uh, the reputation and the man that was Andre the Giant. I didn't know Andre the Giant because watching that documentary, which was terrific, by the way. I don't it know was. If, was it HBO? Who did that? Uh, HBO did one. HBO yep. did yep. one. I didn't know he drank so much oh yeah and it took a lot to get him going right apparently it was just yeah they, they think there may have been a lot of just the some of the general pain he had to go through carrying all that weight around just the you know the, yeah the, the condition that he had and the, the he he was a weird story because then he wouldn't go to doctors he wouldn't like yeah he didn't trust them yeah he didn't trust the doctors to deal with what was going on with him and then but yeah they said it literally would take like 28 to 30 beers to get him buzzed. <laughs> he could drink like five, six bottles of wine a night. Yeah, how did he not go broke? Just, well, he was the, yeah, he was the man. Most successful wrestler on the planet for the, for years. True. Dude was selling out Madison Square Garden like all the time. Yeah. So had the money, had the money ready. To, and plus, how many people didn't make Andre pay? Think about that. Yeah, that's he, true. Right? He's traveling around. Hey, can Andre have a case of beer? Yes, he can. Yes, here. Yep. The richer you are, the more free stuff you get. When Ric Flair says it's tough to outdrink you, you're a drinker. And Ric Flair is the only guy I've ever heard. When, it, Andre's the only one that Ric Flair will talk about where he's like, yeah, I couldn't keep up with him. That's about the only one. And there is a, there's a random Undertaker story or two where Flair will give Undertaker the love, too, because apparently the Undertaker could go back in the day. You didn't I want, can see that. You did not want to try to outdrink the big you back then. I can see that. Yeah. No, I mean, come on. He wasn't just the judge in uh, in wrestling court. He was uh, he was that guy too. Uh, that would have been a good all timer in their prime. Andre versus the Big U in a drinking contest. Who wins? Well, it's Andre, man. That'd have been fun. I'd probably put my money on Andre there too. Yeah, he just got a little more. He just got a little more place to put it.
But uh, that would have been fun to see. Happy birthday to all those folks today. And again, rest in peace to the great Jim Brown, dead at the age of 87 today. That story just breaking in the last 20 minutes or so. Coming up next, stems and seeds, including a great update if you are an Astros fan. He's back. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Friday. Hope you're getting ready for a great weekend. Zay, do I have a shot at this at all? Nope, zero. Zero chance. Newer? Yeah, newer. Oh. All right, what we got? Joey Badass. <laughs> Christ conscious. There's an artist out there called Joey Badass? Yeah, man, he's good, too. See, they always say, they try to tell you that all the good band names and artist names are taken. Then Joey Badass proves us all wrong. Yeah. Well done, Joe. Yeah, Joey Badass. want to say he's from Brooklyn. He has a crew with him. Flow Era. Pro Era, excuse me. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could go. Good he could stuff. go. Good stuff. Joey Badass uh, joining Jay-Z, Babyface, GNR, Curtis Blow, and John Fogarty have all been on the show today. Plus that great Scarface beat. Little Ghetto Boys love to start the hour. I've got to check out a Ghetto Boys album at some point. Next week, I'll check out a Nas album, thanks to Zay's recommendation. And next week, Zay's life is going to get so much better. He already has blue chips in there because he had me watch that this week. But as of next week, Zay will have seen the last Boy Scout. I mean, come on. Come on. You got to love that. And I had even forgotten Halle Berry was in the movie. I'm going to probably have to go rewatch. Going to have to rewatch a little Last Boy Scout. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Mm, Great guilty pleasure stuff there. All right. uh, Before we get to Stems and Seeds, actually, let's just make it the first part of Stems and Seeds. Let's start with the PGA update. I'll tell you where Scheffler is. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, uh, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Scheffler did bogey number seven uh, earlier, which got him down to minus four. So he's through eight holes. One shot back of Corey Connors, who is now your leader at the PGA. Keegan Bradley's also at minus four, along with Scheffler. Victor Hovland and Bryson DeChambeau are at minus three. They are in New York for the weekend. Scotty Scheffler looking for a PGA. Uh, if you're an Astros fan, great news. He's back tonight. Jose Altuve, after the right thumb gets broken in the baseball classic, he's been working his way back. They said eight weeks. Zay, it's been a little over eight weeks, but he's back, and the Astros are only two games out of first place when he comes back. Yeah, that's big. They're getting their leader, second baseman back after the World Baseball Classic where he hurt that hand. It's been a long time since then been a real yep. long time since then and hopefully he could get back in the lineup and Astros could get rolling. Well, not for your sake, Rangers fans, but for a lot of people's sake down here that are Astros fans, they've been waiting for this day, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to try to be consistent, though. I am not sad about this. I'm not going to be petty Rangers fan. I need talent like that to play. I want to beat the best teams possible, and that dude is so much fun to watch. There we go. That's one of the, that's one of the rivals I'd pay to watch play. 
Jose's a beast. So I'm glad he's back. Uh, glad he's healthy. It was uh, crazy to see that happen in the Classic. So uh, he's back tonight. They are taking on Oakland. Also in the NFL, did you see this, Zay? The Steelers did a very Steelers thing. They've come to a three-year deal with Mitch Trubisky, so their quarterback room is exactly the same. Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, and they've decided to stick with Mason Rudolph as the third guy as well. I mean, they have high hopes for Kenny Pickett. He wasn't bad last year when he got in the game. He showed a lot of moxie, and he made some big-time throws. He got a solid wide receiver core there. All right, we'll see what happens year two. We know Mike Tomlin's a really good coach. Let's see what happens. Yep, they're going to stick with those same quarterbacks. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge. And then, of course, Texas and West Virginia. Game two, 6.30 start, 6.15 is the pregame. LeBaron Johnson on the hill for Texas trying to get that series win. Longhorns, if they get a sweep and a little help, they will get at least a share of a conference title. We'll talk about that on Monday. And, again, rest in peace to the great Jim Brown, maybe the greatest pro football player that ever lived, and maybe the greatest lacrosse player that ever lived. Dead today. Unbelievable stuff. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. See